0: Hello, and welcome to the HR Gossip Girls reporting from Happy Valley. I hope all of you viewers are having an amazing day. We want to thank you for listening to our podcast. My name is Sarah and the HR girls I have out here are Abigail, Lauren, and Nicole. But first let's introduce ourselves so you guys know who's talking behind the mic. My name is Sarah, as I previously stated. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes, I bleed black and gold. In my free time, I enjoy playing pickleball. I know that's such a big hates right now. I enjoy going on walks with my dogs and playing the piano. I've been in the hospitality industry since I was 15 years old. I started off at a retirement home, actually for like five years, I loved it. And upon graduation in May, I will be moving to New York City to work at a hotel I'm so excited to start that new step in my career, but I do have questions for my teammates and want to know if they agree or don't agree and kind of break up the ice. I want to know what their favorite ice cream flavor is. I know mine is vanilla. It's so boring, but it's a solid and classic choice. Abigail, do you have any
1: more interesting flavor choices? Well, first of all, I play piano too, and I think it's very interesting. Maybe we could just have like a little concert. Yes. (laughs) Um, But like, wow, I think I have to disagree on your ice cream flavor. You could have picked like vanilla bean, and then maybe I would have agreed with you. But first, my name is Abigail, and my favorite flavor is chocolate chip cookie dough, which I feel like it's a staple. A fun fact about me is that I went to Italy over the summer for studying abroad and I ate some good Italian food. I'm dying to just go back there and live the dream. Along with traveling to Italy, I love to travel around the world. I've been to Asia and Central America and Europe, and hopefully it doesn't stop there. I'm excited to begin our discussion with the podcast. But first, Nicole, tell us what your favorite ice cream is. Thanks, Abigail. When I visited Italy many years ago, something that stood out to me was the amazing pizza and gelato. Sounds cliche, but Italy definitely has the best cuisine, at least in my opinion. Anyways, I'd have to argue that the best ice cream flavor is Chunky Monkey. Hey everyone, I'm Nicole and I'm from Westchester, Pennsylvania, an area I usually refer to as outside of Philly. Being from near Philly, I'm an avid sports fan for the neighborhood teams, especially the Phillies. I actually had an internship down at the Philly Stadium this past summer in food and beverage. Unlike Sarah, I have never played pickleball. Really, Nicole, you should really try playing. Everyone's doing it nowadays. (laughs) That may be an activity to try in another lifetime for me, Sarah, but I do enjoy playing fetch with my dog, Stella, and hanging out with friends and family. The hospitality industry is very exciting to me because I think there are so many paths you can choose from, ranging from sports and entertainment to luxurious resorts. There is a career for everyone. Personally, I am looking forward to a career in corporate sales and marketing. I'm also looking forward to hearing from Lauren to tell us about her favorite ice cream flavor.
2: Thanks, Nicole. My favorite flavor has to be cookies and cream. We all seem to have such different tastes, but at least we can all agree how delicious ice cream is. Hi, everybody. I'm Lauren, and I'm from just outside of San Francisco, California.
0: No way, Lauren. I always wanted to live my full house dreams in San Francisco. You
2: have to give me a tour in the future. Oh my gosh, Sarah, I would love doing that. Funny story, actually, the Full House house is not there anymore. They still have that same row of houses, but that house does not exist. But wow. anyways, it's been such a journey to get here to Penn State. I have definitely loved experiencing fall foliage. That's just not something we get in California. In my free time, I love to hike and be outside and it really just explore new places. I really hope to explore a long career in the hotel industry, developing new places, and seeing just as much of the world as I can. Well, now that we're done introducing us as a group, let's dive into our next section. Here's the
3: buzz.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to our first segment, Here's the Buzz. This segment is really exciting because we're going to be discussing all different sorts of topics relating to issues in the hospitality industry today specifically facing the human resource department. Within this fun segment, each girl precisely chose one high quality article to communicate with all of our listeners today.
0: Nicole, I'm so excited to start this segment. I think we can all agree. We did so much research on all of these different topics and I think we can really carry on our knowledge into the future workplace. These topics range from how the abortion laws are affecting the workplace, Employees treat their employees to showing up to work. While these topics can be controversial, it is definitely important to discuss and raise awareness on these topics, especially because we are emerging leaders in the hospitality industry.
1: There are so many different things that we could discuss, but for today, we picked one topic that stood out to us to discuss with you all. To help organize these topics, we all chose desks. To speak from to focus on specific topics and issues throughout the industry, specifically in the
2: human resources department. Lauren, what do you want to start off? Sounds great. Again, hi everybody. For this segment I'm going to be speaking from the Something Cool desk. I chose this desk because in this world changing so rapidly, sometimes it's just cool to hear a cool story or two. So the article that I found is from the Harvard business journal. It was published this past July of 2022. It's titled The Upsides of Playing Favorites. Is it always destructive? So this article went and explained on how there was a study conducted, two studies actually, both with 500 full-time employees in China, the United States and the United Kingdom. And it really showed the reaction of playing favorites and what it does to a person in their own mentality obviously the bosses would go and they'd pick a favorite they'd choose that one person to praise on and they would take a look at the reactions that they got from the co-workers and their peers versus on how that person felt against on what the performance was after everybody saw that so with this they found the concept of authentic pride there was a both hubristic authentic pride which is a very prideful way to do your work. You're proud of what you give, you show your best foot and you take pride in what you are showing for your company. And there's also a malicious envy aspect to this. And that's basically where if I as a worker sees that one of my peers is getting praised more, I then get jealous and this jealousy drives me to work harder. It was just very interesting to see that uh, a malicious envy can actually create somebody working harder.
1: What an interesting desk to speak from, Lauren. Your desk provides some eyebrow-raising discussions to think and talk about both in and outside of the workplace. To reintroduce myself, hey everyone, I'm Nicole, and today I'm speaking from the Something to Think About desk. I specifically chose this desk because I think there are many thought-provoking topics out there in human resources that go without notice in today's day and age. I hope this topic gets you all thinking. Let's dive in. The article I chose today is titled, The Lonely Office is Bad for America. Published by the Wall Street Journal around the same time as Lauren's article in July 2022, this article discusses the time that we are all going through since the COVID-19 pandemic. Coming out of COVID, many people refuse to go back to working in an office and prefer to stay at home. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I would totally prefer to be around people and be in a physical aspect of an office with my colleagues. This can be both helpful and harmful relating to the type of organization or business that is partaking in either remote or in person work. This article is very interesting to me because it emphasizes the principles our country was built on, specifically teamwork and working together. These these principles are so important both in and out of the workplace. As the famous saying goes, there's no I in team." The author of this article, Peggy Noonan, addresses the importance of working in an office and integrating everyone, people of different ages, races, ethnicities, and all the characteristics. Additionally, she, could, she discusses the concept of a disembodied nation. This term stood out to me while reading because it really summarizes the need for teamwork and working together in order to be successful and happy. Something specific about this article that stood out to me while reading was how it ended. Noonan concluded this article by saying we were meant to be and work together. And I think this concluding statement definitely summarizes the principles of teamwork and working together. I'm very excited to be speaking from this desk, and I'm also very excited to hear which desks Sarah will be speaking from.
0: Wow, Nicole, I found your article so interesting because in the hospitality industry, it's very hard not to show up to work because our industry is people to people, industry and people helping people. And for us not to be at the hotels, at the restaurants, it simply will not exist. Um, I think it's something we all have to take into consideration for being emerging leaders. Uh, But my name is Sarah again, I will be reporting from the Something to Watch Out For desk. I'm interested to be speaking from this desk because I think this article will be impacting a lot of how the hospitality industry operates as a whole. My article is called The Customer Experience in the Age of AI. AI stands for artificial intelligence. It was published on the Harvard Business Review. It kind of states how large companies are incorporating artificial intelligence to improve the customer experience. I think, in realms of HR, if our industry does incorporate artificial intelligence, our people to people industry title will be changing and technology will be more incorporated. Our industry is very personal. Placing technology at the forefront will change a lot of things. I think making our whole standards change to facing technology will really be something we all have to watch out for and
1: look at our core values of the company we will be working for. Sarah, I believe AI will be implemented in the hospitality industry in the future, but to what extent is to be answered yet. Hi, it's me, all again, and I'm going to be speaking from the Something Important desk. This desk stuck out to me because the workforce is constantly changing due to the trends, and so we need to stay up to date. It's a good thing to change because then we are learning and growing and that's staying in the past. I also chose to write about articles that are important so I can help you better understand how we need to be taking things into action. The article I'm going to speak about is called Trends in the Human Resource and the Workforce You Need to Know About. It talked about how since working remote due to COVID, people are still asking if jobs are able to be online instead of going back into working in offices. This is a big change in the working industry. We are used to only be working in person, but now people are more more focused on online working. And if you do choose to work online, it does have a lot of positives, such that it can be easier for you to get off of work and just to go to family milestones or friends events. And it can also help your mental health and create a good work-life balance. Now, in my opinion, I would love to work remote while I travel the world. Now, Nicole, our articles both talk about the working in the workplace. Mine is about changing it into working online, and your talks about people also wanting to work online, but it also contradicts what the country was built on, which was teamwork. Definitely, Abby. Our articles had similar themes, which could be incorporated into the workplace. While your article discusses keeping up with the trends, mine relates to the days after COVID. Nonetheless, it is very important that we all get along and hopefully can all work together in one office
2: again. Wow, what a great segment. It's so interesting how we can all come together and discuss all these topics that really do end up tying together. And it really just shows how important emotions are and how important it is that we connect with each other. Next up, we'll be introducing our global segment of the HR Gossip Girls from Happy Valley. We have been so excited for this aspect for a long
1: time. Everyone, welcome to the Global Spotlight segment of HR Gossip Girls. Within this segment of our podcast, we will be discussing very interesting topics and issues relating to our specific topic and concept. Now, drumroll please. Our topic today for the Global Spotlight is work-life balance and burnout. We also have another surprise for you all today. Everybody, please welcome a very special guest who will be with us today to discuss this topic. All the way from the Netherlands, let's all welcome Maria.
3: Good morning, Maria. Hi, Maria. Welcome, Maria, to our podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm very excited to be here. And I'm a student from the Hotel Management School Maastricht in the Netherlands, but actually I'm originally from Spain. It
0: is so nice to finally have the chance to speak with you, Maria. In this section of our podcast, we will be discussing work-life balance and burnout in the workplace. Additionally, we will be discussing how work-life balance is different among countries and cultures. Lastly, we will be sharing our own experience with work-life balance and burnout and discussing ways to combat burnout in the workplace.
2: To begin our conversation today, let's start with the American perspective of work-life balance and burnout, and then we'll share examples that we've ever felt.
1: Well, hello, this is Abigail and work-life balance is when you're able to balance your work and with your life activities. And I don't see much of that happening in America. The culture here is that you should be working overtime, working days that are big life events for close families and friends, instead of going to live life and going to events. As a person who wants to be working in the field of meetings and events, I don't like to hear this. I want people to go to events, see friends, stay up, not have to worry about getting work done. And on the other side of this issue comes burnout. When people start to focus on work, 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 and while doing this, they're constantly stressing, it can lead to burnout. Our bodies and minds can only take so much, and when we are not taking care of ourselves, it can really harm us and affect our work performance. I can tend to feel both of this burnout and not having work-life balance. I'm a senior right now and I'm trying to get all my work hours in, trying to take a lot of credits this semester and having a lot of other activities during the week that I feel like I don't have time to breathe. I do wanna make sure I'm not overworking myself next semester and taking care of myself. But that's all for now. I'm going to toss the ball to Nicole for insight on this topic. Thanks, Abby. I believe that work-life balance and burnout go hand in hand. Without one, the other doesn't exist. Managing a healthy balance between work and life is an essential and necessary trait every individual in the workforce needs. Prioritizing your work and responsibilities, of course, is very important in order to grow and be successful as an employee. But I am a firm believer that there is so much more to life than just work. Friends, family, hobbies, and much more, all the exciting, fun, and meaningful aspects of life. While I have not been working in the hospitality industry for a while just yet, I have both witnessed and experienced the harsh realities of work-life balance and burnout. I have seen coworkers completely drained from working days on end, and I have even been burned out after multiple consecutive days of working in a row that I just needed to take a few days off in order to rehabilitate and gain motivation to keep going. In America, the demand to work is priority over spending time with friends, family, or doing the things you love. Now, I know if there wasn't a demand to work, no one would want to work, and therefore nothing would ever get done, but I think there needs to be some sort of reconstruction of our economy and working classes so that, so that burnout is minimized and a healthy work-life balance is emphasized. Anyways, this is just my two cents. Sarah, I'm interested. Have you experienced something similar?
0: Nicole, I loved your perspective on the work-life balance. I agree with you when it says it's a balancing act between fun and play. I believe everyone has their own definition of work-life balance and has control to which they deem is best. But in America, the American dream is something many civilians try to achieve. People want that perfect family with the white picket fence. In doing so, we have lost the balance between work and personal life. One of my favorite books is The Great Gatsby. People in the book are trying to achieve the American dream, but in doing so, they lost friendships, they lost the chance to love, and they pushed themselves over the edge. These dreams are set by society rather by themselves. I think many Americans can replicate a lot of the themes in The Great Gatsby. Now, Nicole, from my own experience, I have not yet experienced the struggle of my personal life and work-life balance. Now I do have a heavy course load in college, but I have practiced ways to combat the burnout. I try to turn off my laptop at 5pm, try not to do work past a certain time. I hope in carrying on these practices, I can carry this on into my professional life and have a better work life
2: balance. Lauren, what do
0: you think about work life balance and burnout?
2: I think it's really interesting, especially that you brought up the Great Gatsby perspective. I think this is something that a lot of people get stuck on, the American dream. But in reality, like you said, it is just a book. It's an idealistic thing. And a lot of people get caught up trying to achieve something that's not necessarily attainable. Um, Like you said, the time balancing is very important. I grew up working in the food and beverage industry and Mm -hmm. As From a restaurant perspective, it is very common for restaurant workers to be burnt out. As anybody knows, your shift does not end when the restaurant closes. You need to make sure your guests are satisfied. You need to make sure everything is clean. And sometimes these hours, they're exhausting. You're working 10, 12-hour shifts, and it, you were only scheduled for seven, but you're expected to pick up the slack. And that's something that we really see in our industry specifically. I read an article not too long ago and it said something crazy like 40% of the hospitality industry is unemployed right now. And that's because people are getting so burnt out, especially from COVID. We weren't treated right. People, I think, sometimes forget that as employees, we are also people as well. And it's hard to keep going when somebody is so rude and demeaning to you.
1: It is intriguing to hear about our experiences and stories. We all have different views and insights on this topic. Now, Maria, we are interested in hearing about your definition of work-life balance and burnout. Is it approached differently, both in the Netherlands and Spain than the gossip girls previously described here in America? Do you have any experience with personal work-life balance and burnout?
3: Well, work-life balance in Spain and in the Netherlands are quite similar yet different at the same time. In my opinion, in both countries, people live to enjoy themselves and not to work. I guess it is different in the US due to the American dream that you guys mentioned. Basically, people here make sure to have enough time to really enjoy their life. What is different though in these countries is that in the Netherlands, people work very effectively to make sure that they have time to enjoy their life. While in Spain, people tend to just let time pass until they have fulfilled their acquired hours so that they can leave. And when it comes to my own experience, it's actually quite different. I am a very dedicated and hardworking student and I drive with challenges, which made me accept a lot of different projects for school, which resulted in me working sometimes from 60 to 70 hours a week. And at some point I was feeling very much burned out and couldn't live up to my own expectations anymore.
0: Even though we live across seas, Maria, I think we all can relate on spending a lot of time doing schoolwork and feeling that burnout at sometimes. I know us in the States right now at Penn State, we have not had a break since September 6th. I find it so amusing that we all have our own personal experience with work-life balance and burnout at such a young age. I also found it interesting when we all spoke to the HR director and how each country poaches this differently. She stated how some countries like India are really behind on the work-life balance challenge, whereas, as you said, the Netherlands and Spain, where they really do prioritize that personal life. But let's talk about ways we can combat this burnout. Abby, do you want to give us any tips
1: and tricks? I would love to, Sarah. I think one way to combat this would be to ask for a flexible schedule. It is important to have boundaries so you can get off of work easier for something or just to have a better workday schedule so you can do everything you need to do without the stress. No one likes stress. And so being able to do everything would be helpful to balance everything. Next, we will be hearing from Nicole. Perfect. One way to combat work-life balance and burnout is to practice mindfulness both inside and outside of the workplace. Especially since the COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen that there is a very strong emphasis on mental health and the well-being of all individuals. There are many studies to show that mindfulness practices benefit both individuals in and outside of the workplace with improved mental health reduced anxiety, reduced depression, and improved stress management. There are also so many more benefits to practicing mindfulness. Enthusiasm, increased self-esteem, and the ability to relax when given the chance are just a few of the greater benefits. Now, practicing mindfulness may look different to everyone, but I think it's very important that we all start doing this in order to combat work-life balance and burnout in the workplace. Maria, let's hear from you.
3: Well, I believe that a clear communication and expectations from all parties is necessary, mainly when it comes to achieving deadlines and over hours. I also think that making sure everyone is comfortable to speak up when they feel like they are dealing with too much is important. Of course, ideally, it shouldn't get there, but either way, every company and all schools, in my opinion, should offer therapy and help for everyone that needs it.
2: Maria, I absolutely agree with that. I think that communication is so important. And that's why I like to use an email triaging uh, approach. I go through my emails and I very briefly read them. I'm able to delete the ones that are not important and star the ones that are absolutely important. This just allows me to space out my time better and to not let my inbox get overwhelmed. I'm also a fan of time boxing and really spending certain amount of time on one activity, a good 15, 20 minutes on one task, just to make sure that I'm giving my best effort towards that one thing, but still being able to balance the other things that I want to do. I really loved hearing everybody's different ways to combat. I feel like I've learned a lot from you guys, and it's very important to learn from other cultures. So thank you so much for your insight, Maria. I, to bounce off what Lauren said, I think everyone shared
0: such great ideas. We are all the future of the workforce in what, either it be the Netherlands, Spain, or America. When we enter the workforce, I think we all have a responsibility to implement these tips and tricks into the workplace and make our employees and employers happier.
1: I couldn't agree more, Sarah. I love this discussion today. We were able to share our own personal experiences and hear ways that we can combat work-life balance and burnout in the workplace. I want to personally thank Maria on behalf of the HR Gossip Girls for joining us today in our discussion. We love to hear all your experiences and knowledge on the topic from across the globe. We are grateful and extremely lucky to be able to have this universal viewpoint on these topics and discussions.
2: Thank you. Wow, what a great array of topics we discussed today from here's the bus to the global spotlight. We all hope that you learned something new. Special thanks to our international friend Maria for her
1: perspective on some of our important topics discussed today. A huge thank you to
0: all of our listeners as well. We hope you guys took some valuable information away
1: from our discussion today and really enjoyed it. From HR Happy Valley, we are the HR Gossip Girls. Sarah, Abigail, Lauren, and I look forward to meeting you all again soon. Take care.